My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, uh, everyone's favorite irregular Tech Weekly Podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by um, reviews editor at Tech Advisor and Macworld, Chris Martin. Hey, hey. Uh, senior staff writer at Tech Advisor France, Caroline Vernier. Bonjour. And staff writer at Digital Arts, Miriam Harris. Hello. Uh, today we're really running the gamut of topics, but we're going to start with everyone's favourite new phone, the iPhone X. And uh, we've actually got one in front of us here, haven't we, Chris? Yeah, we're having a little look now. I've had it since Monday following the Macworld review. Uh, so I'm reviewing it for TechAdvisor. And yeah. It's... I just asked you what you thought of it. And your review was, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> I, I don't normally use an iPhone. Um, but Two I hipster. think... Two hips. <laughs> I kind of... I did want... Uh, an iPhone for a long time when they first, you know, when they first brought them out, but they were too expensive for me. So Android was the better option. And, and this then... one is no different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is kind of no different. But yeah, I kind of got used to Android after a few years and uh, then just kind of got not too fussed about iPhone. But I think I would, I would potentially have this, but not if I was paying for it. Yeah, that's the right. problem, isn't it? Um, so how much is an iPhone? Well, this 10? one, it starts at 999 and that's for the lower storage model but it goes up a little bit maybe about 250 quid if you want the wow uh higher model so, so if you're on a contract which you're probably going to be unless you're yeah. a lunatic uh or um who is it marco pierre white's son who's always the first person to buy one <laughs> um he of the tattooed face um <laughs> but how much would it cost you on a contract or, uh, I think it's around 80 quid a month. Oh my God. That's a lot. I don't yeah. know for sure, but it's somewhere around that kind of mark. It's a lot of the paycheck. Um, yeah. 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 And you're probably going to want the higher storage model, right? Yeah. Because it jumps from 64 to 256. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how much 64 is for most iPhone users these days, but there's no SD card slot, obviously, as usual. So. I'm on a 32 and it's just yeah. always full. So. Yeah, always. So 64 might be enough for most people, but a lot, I think, 
still a lot are going to want the bigger one. Yeah. Um, should we talk specs? We we decided yeah. that it's quite heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Uh, so it's 174 grams, which is, I mean, it's not the heaviest phone. You do get some pushing 200 uh, grams, but not not for this size. Um, so the main new feature is the screen, um, because this is that you know Apple's gone bezel-less like the Galaxy S8, LG G6. Uh, and announced yesterday the OnePlus 5T. Uh, that's just what all the phone makers are doing this year to to make everything seem a bit more uh, modern. So the the screen size is 5.8 inches on the diagonal. Uh, it's got a higher resolution than any other iPhone. Uh, so it's jumped up to 458 pixels per inch, which is still a way off some of the Android rivals. But to be honest, when you get over kind of 400 everything's pretty sweet there nice um so yeah there's no there's no bezels anymore uh, that was especially a problem i hated all the iphone uh, plus models because they were five and a half inch but the bezels just made the phone itself absolutely huge yeah mm-hmm. um so this is actually a lot smaller than a plus yet the screen's bigger um and the only kind of the big sacrifice is that obviously there's no home button um so Every yeah. iPhone user has got used to the home button, the Touch ID fingerprint scanner, that's gone. They haven't even moved it to the back like some thought they might do. I thought they might put it in the Apple logo at the yeah. back. I thought that would be quite cool. <laughs> really um, is there a phone that has one on the back? Is it the Google phone? Quite a few phones have had them on the back. Um, yeah, the Pixels, uh, OnePlus has done the same thing. They've moved it to the back to to get a bezel-free uh, design um various Huawei phones over the years have had it on the back it's it's not a big problem yeah only when it's sitting on the desk and obviously it's you know you can't get to it but yeah. then you can always just type in a whatever your backup uh security is so how's so, the how's the facial recognition for unlock been that's been yeah. a big thing coming into the iPhone so with no touch ID that's the replacement face ID so it's a form of facial unlocking which uh isn't as secure but Apple's pretty confident that it is pretty secure um like you'd have to get a pretty decent like 3d mask printed of your face to like somebody they i think they said that even that wouldn't work but it has been proven that you can get a hundred and what 20 quid mask made but who who's walking around with 120 quid mask of your face i don't know hopefully russian hackers hopefully (laughs) hopefully no one so it is pretty secure uh i've actually found it really impressive um, yeah. It unlocks very quickly, uh, even in low light. Like I was sitting in the back of my friend's car, you know, late last night, and <laughs> <laughs> on the way home from the pub, <laughs> nothing dodgy. Sounded really uh, <laughs> But like you know, times when I think, oh, it's probably not going to work, and it still has, mm. uh, which is quite impressive. So it's good for the bearded gentleman. Mm. Yeah, and apparently it learns. Yeah. Like so, I think. Mm. Apparently, I could shave off my beard and it would just kind of learn that I've done that. Cool. Um, I'm not going to do that to test the phone. <laughs> um, to be fair, those machines at the airport do that. So you'd expect yeah. the iPhone to be able to handle that. But yeah. how do you find it on a personal level? Like, Would you recommend it to someone who does use iPhones and is thinking, like, is it worth upgrading or not for that price? Like, what would you say? It depends how bothered you are about not having Touch ID. Like, I think most people will get used to it. Um, like I mean I'm used to a fingerprint scanner on Android so I don't think it's any different 
and I've got used to this quite quickly. The the main annoying thing is that it doesn't actually unlock to the home screen. Like there's a padlock at the top that does an animation when it's like, oh yeah, I've seen you, mm. uh, but then you still have to swipe up. But you have so to that's... you have to swipe up from the very bottom of the screen where there's this little line, rather than just anywhere. Yeah, yeah it's just bizarre. That's what the new iPad's like, because I just got a new iPad, and basically you do it's still Touch ID, but you do yeah. the Touch ID, and then it says press home button yeah. to unlock, so you have to do two things. It seems pointless, and I'm used to Androids where you just literally touch it, and, and, it's, and it's, it's away you go. There's yeah. probably a workaround in settings that I haven't looked at. Maybe, but. yeah. Um, and then the other thing is whether you can get used to the, the other, like... Navigation the other implications, yeah. The other implication yeah. of not having a home button is How that everything that? is all gestures. So to close yeah. an app, you got to swipe up from the bottom. Uh, to bring up multitasking, you got to swipe up and then hold it there for a little bit. Mm. Um, to, we we to, got used to all yeah. these things in the past, though. Yeah, I mean, I got used to them within a day or two. Yeah, right. So okay. I don't think it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is the notch. So the screen, like the screen, covers almost entirely the front of the phone but there's like what's dubbed the notch at the top so the screen goes around the camera and the microphone at the uh, speaker at the top yeah that's so that there's still space for the camera and and uh, so that and you can still actually make phone calls yeah so you on can the phone. do a bunch of stuff um and you know i i think when they announced it i was like oh that looks ridiculously horrible like all the other you know all the android makers um just passing it around so people can see. Um, You know, all the Android makers just let the screen stop and then there is just a small bezel at the top. Yeah, Um, because you were saying how it pushes out like the percentage of your battery and things like that. So if you're watching a video, does the video wrap the notch or does it have a hard line? You can choose, basically. So that's when it, it, it doesn't look bad if you're playing a game like in portrait mode. You don't really look up there, to be honest. Um like general use looks fine is if you put a video into full screen the notch is horrible or if you're perhaps mm. playing a game in landscape so lewis said lewis has got one mm. he said he was playing a first person shooter somebody shot him and he couldn't see them because that person was in the notch oh, so like so it looks horrible if you're watching a video in landscape mm. but you don't mm. have to have it full you can just have black bars okay. yeah to kind of cut it out yeah so it's not the end of the world no so what's your favorite feature of it like what would make it I think all. I mean I think this this if you're trying to decide between this and one of the eights mm-hmm. it's it's the screen because so much of it is the same as the eights it's got the same processor which is ridiculously fast it's still waterproof but the eights are it's got wireless charging uh, which is why it's got a glass back that's one of the reasons it's so heavy how much does um, like a wireless charging dock cost uh, they vary depending on if you want to buy a cheap budget one. Yeah. Um, most decent ones would be like 20, 30 quid. Oh, that's not bad. Um, but yesterday it took me about three hours to charge it on wireless. So yeah. it depends. Mm. Um, you know, Apple Watch is going to unlock faster charging mm. with a software update. Uh, so, you know, more watts are flowing through, but um, even then it's not going to be that fast. No. It can charge fast over cable, 
but Apple doesn't supply the fast charger in the box, which is course. quite frankly ridiculous when mm. you've just paid a grand. Yeah. <laughs> and every Android phone that comes with wire, uh, fast charging comes with a fast charger, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, that's yes. pretty classic Apple mode, um, really. So to unless you've already got a MacBook with a 29-watt power supply and then you buy the right cable, you're spending about 75 quid to get oh, the, the right charger and the right cable to fast charge the iPhone 10. Yeah, I get it. I mean, the thing is, I like I've got a seven, and um, I'm already like due an upgrade, and I'm like looking at my options, and there's just no way that I'm going to get an eight instead of mm. the ten. Like it's just, yeah. it just seems like even despite everything in my body telling me not to pay that price, yeah. <laughs> like getting the eight just feels like such a downgrade. Yeah, yeah. such a lit down. So when you know everyone else walking around with these. Exactly. Well, so. it is the 8s have to be thought of as 7s's. Yeah. Like mm. they've kind of got away with that a bit, like giving it a full new number. Yeah. So they are like they're solid phones again, but they're just so boring. Like there, it's just nothing exciting about them. It's like, oh, they have wireless charging. Like, and I've been three hours. I know I've been really down on like the like jumbo size phone in the past like, I really don't yeah. like the like beefing up yeah. of the size of phones but mm-hmm. I actually think the 10 is just about right is it is a sweet spot and all these bezel-less phones are giving you the big screen mm-hmm. without the phone being massive mm-hmm. that's basically the idea I yeah. mean it, it still makes it hard to reach the top of the screen because it's still, still the like size of the screen. The but, you know, Apple and... does have reachability features, so you can bring stuff down. It's just... Little, For the small-handed gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just little quirks like, you know, the notification centre... Uh, sorry, the control centre. Now you've got to swipe down from one of the notches and remember which one it is. Yeah. Because uh, you can't swipe up from the bottom because that closes apps. So... It's just all these little things that if you're really embedded in Apple's system, you're just going to have to spend a few days getting used to, but you will. Yeah. Um, so um, fr- from a sort of uh, cultural perspective, the the big thing when this was coming out was that there was going to be um, a real supply issue. There was mm. talk of Apple really struggling to get enough units out because of some issues in the supply chain. Yeah. Um, there were the, the classic sort of news segments um, on the evening news of people queuing around the corner at the at the Apple store, um, I heard of people that were there in New York for like six days ahead of the, <laughs> the opening of the store. These people are lunatics. But but did, did the actual um, supply issue really rear its head? I didn't see anything after the event of people, you know, really complaining about not being able to get their hands on a unit. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but it seems kind of somewhere in the middle. Like yeah. if you ordered one online as soon as they went on pre-order... They quickly went up to about five, six weeks wait, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean there was there was quite a big turnout on launch day, but I think because it's so different, a lot of people will have flown over from other countries to get it. Yeah, people will be queuing up so that they can sell it on eBay for ridiculous amounts. Like a lot of those people won't be buying them for themselves. There were these amazing videos in Hong Kong where people were um, buying them from the sh- uh, the iStore, uh, the Apple Store, and then literally setting up like a stand like next door and just with them like stacked high. And people were just paying cash to like buy them off them for like, you know, like a 20% um, yeah. markup. Uh, and like the police were doing absolutely nothing about it. But Henry was saying that... Um, Henry Bower, who we work with, was saying that he walked in um, to like just see what the reaction was like in down in Covent Garden, 
Um, and people who had pre-ordered would, were just walking past the queue, walking in, walking out with an right. iPhone. So nice. that seems like the way to do it. Um, cool. Um, what about you two? Are you iPhone users? Uh, I am not. Uh, would you be convinced for a thousand pounds? No, actually, in France, is the exact amount is the same as the minimal wage amount salary on minimal wage, and I found it a bit wow. too much in my head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the press didn't love that comparison. <laughs> what, like a All month's salary, news. or hmm? what? How much a month? It's uh, twelve. I think it's twelve hundred fifty euros. Right, like. Yeah. A thousand two hundred fifty yeah. euros. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit too much. I, w- I was also wondering, like, if you have such an expensive items on you, are you going to be scared to use it in public? Mm. I know all, every year, like, we have, oh, it's too expensive. Maybe people are going to get, like, you know, stolen or, like, get, I don't know, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're more of a target, but I think the 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 tech now and like gadgets are so ubiquitous that like I don't think they really make you stand out. I think if you're going to get mugged, you're probably just going to get mugged regardless <laughs> anyway. of what you've got on you. Um, <laughs> that's true. Should do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mary, yeah. I am an iPhone user. I have the SE because I have the smallest hands. In I the like world. the SE. <laughs> um, so I'm not attracted to large phones, and definitely, I think that's just way too much money. I definitely am not would not upgrade for that. Um, yeah, it looks cool, but I'm not like yeah, it's just not worth it. On my upgrade, I'm tempted to actually go with the SE, but I'm just so worried about like basically with my phone now, it's just like breaking down and i'm so worried about the se like if it doesn't get supported just like within a year like just abandoning yeah it's been good for me i've had it for almost two years and there's been absolutely no problems yeah i think it's it's not a good option to buy now no Mm. like yeah two years ago maybe yeah yeah Yeah. so fine i'll have to get 10 (laughs) right um just you scott (laughs) so i'm gonna go around and ask you uh yay or nay on the iPhone so is it an iPhone 10 or is it an iPhone X Chris <laughs> as in X for like dead yes no right or X because <sighs> it really upsets Apple when you call it the iPhone X. Yeah. yeah um yeah I think for me it is an iPhone 10 yeah it's a dime. just Mary oh <laughs> I haven't reviewed it so I... but I'll say X <laughs> X X Oh, I'm going to go 10 because I know I'm probably stupidly going to get one. <laughs> cool. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about driverless cars. Miriam. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. 
With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Uh, driverless cars starting to hit the mainstream these days. Um, but I think from your perspective at Digital Arts, you really want to talk about the unique sort of design principles behind driverless cars. Obviously, it's a very different proposition now that you no longer have what we traditionally expect to be a car with a steering wheel so what what are you seeing in that area yeah i think it's really interesting so basically this all came up because um a book has been released recently by a digital production studio in london called us too and they have a whole branch dedicated to um, autonomous vehicles so they've kind of released their um idea of design principles and it's all around humanizing autonomy so it's all about putting the person first and not necessarily like making the coolest like latest tech that like might look or feel good but actually it's not really going to help the person in the driverless car yeah so they're all about what are some actual practical ways that we can make these cars like you know trustable and reliable for for people who will use them so i found it really interesting because it definitely brings the technology into a more personal approach so yeah they found out some really interesting things i think um like they had a lot on accessibility like in terms of making sure it's for everyone um not just like able-bodied people but disabled-bodied people you know so things like the entrance must cater for all people entrance into the car um they use kind of like london buses as an example of not quite getting the mark right because although they have an entrance for disabled people it's not the same as for able people so actually that segregation and that's totally not okay you know like it should be the same entrance so they're saying the car yeah shouldn't be like that and things like um rear view mirrors on the sides actually visually impaired people use those to position themselves alongside the car okay so driverless cars obviously wouldn't need those but they they're saying you should still probably put something on the side so that they can feel their way towards towards the interest of the car so interesting things like that and the way that um they see them being used like for more than one function in one day i don't know if that's something that's been hugely talked about already but things like in the morning you'd just be commuting people to and from work then it could turn into an ambulance then it could turn into a delivery van yeah i've heard the delivery thing where basically at night people's driverless cars will be like just sort of ferrying goods around and then you can maybe like essentially lease your vehicle out um, yeah to help pay pay it off yeah exactly because they're already um experimenting with tech at the moment which is more like a screen on the outside than paint so it can just change its aesthetic so it'll be a taxi and then it will change to like an ambulance so people on the road that's know. mad so it's like it's a chameleon mad. yeah totally hmm. so so they're kind of saying there won't necessarily be anyone who owns them it's not like a personal ownership of a car it's just like they're just used to help the greater good of people to and from so i think that's quite interesting and they even had like interesting ideas on entertainment because i think a lot of us get carried away with oh what could we do in the car if we're not driving like look all these cool things we'd have time for but 
actually they were saying it realistically it's not like um public transport it's not like a plane you're not you're in this small environment and you're still on these really busy roads you know what i mean you're still kind of preoccupied as to where the car's going and what's happening so and you're on a shorter commute so they're like ideally like there's just there's not going to be screens in there everyone has phones now like you don't need a screen mm. in there no one's going to use that screen are they and they said screens in new york taxis like or a fail because no one actually uses but them. that's because of the content like the yeah. new york taxi content is terrible yeah true that's yeah they did say that but they said there's a lot of potential for like ar games inside yeah. the car and that helps with like motion sickness um like tapping on the window like playing games like spot the yellow car that kind of thing for children to help with motion sickness and they said that would probably be a good way for brands to differentiate between themselves because the exterior might not look that different like mm-hmm. depending on what make but the interior can really play play around with that so i thought those were kind of some interesting things to think about so does the design um, principles that they come up with do they reflect what we would think of as a traditional car do you still have the sort of five seat um slight sort of standard is it like about transitioning from what we traditionally think of a car to a driverless without it seeming completely alien Absolutely. Yeah. I think the whole point is that they don't want it to be alien. And they even said like the Google cars might even look like too cute on the roads. Mm. And actually that's a threat to the cars because people might want to bully those cars. But then you also don't want the car to be too scary for other drivers who are just actually driving. (laughs) Yeah. So So the way that you would like pull out on a learner, you'll just pull out on a Waymo because it looks really cute. Exactly. (laughs) Like you just like whatever, like kind of test it. And so obviously there's actually people in that car, so it's quite dangerous. So yeah, they said it has to be somewhere in between that. Like it looks fairly normal, um, but it's, it's not too scary at the same I time. I didn't think a car could be too cute. I could know. It? Or bullied. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They totally like humanize the idea of a car like, being bullied, which is quite interesting. But yeah. Well, so. like Herbie. Does anyone ever watch <laughs> Herbie? Great yes. film. That's a cute car. Yeah. Great film. Not the Lohan one. Not the remake with no. Nancy Lohan. No, 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 no. no. The originals. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. with the Italian job. Of course. Um, so do the designs, do they resemble um, like the Tesla design or are they a little bit more out there? Because I think the Tesla cars look gorgeous, but they do yeah. look like sort of sports cars or just like saloons, mm. but with like a few of the edges like shaved off. And they still have steering wheels because like people get freaked out if there's no oh, steering wheel. Right. Yeah. Um, These ones, I don't think they have steering wheels and they look fairly like simple on the outside and on the inside. It's just like really nice seating, but not much yeah. else in terms of the little 3D mock-ups that they've made from what I could tell. But it was just interesting to see the mock-ups like the same car that changes into like, you know, they had like a minivan on the beach with like a surfboard on top. Like they were really trying to integrate it into, it's not just a car on a road, it's like yeah. a part of your lifestyle, which I think was quite interesting but they did focus a lot on the fact that because there's not a driver there like for people I mean they spoke to a lady who um, has isolation based depression who takes a taxi every day to have a meaningful conversation so they were basically saying it's never going to be 100% driverless cars because people actually like um, you know Mm. taking taxis and it's for medical reasons as well so Mm. there's a lot to think about and if you have no driver and the autonomous car randomly stops because a cat ran across the road. How do you know that that is happening? Like, it's just going to randomly stop and no one's there to tell you, like, it's all right, it was just a cat, you know. So yeah. it's just I guess a bit you need, weird. like, an Alexa sort yeah, of style yeah. thing Some to kind be, of humanized like, to explain it. Exactly, mm. yeah. So 
So does everybody well. face forward still, or does everybody sit around in like a... In they had it around, actually. Like a booth yeah. in a bar or yeah, something. Yeah, they like, had the chairs like facing each other because they said you could use it as a work, mobile workspace. Yeah. Mm. So you have little meetings in the car as it drives around. Like, it's so bizarre. But, yeah, so they had little Nespresso chairs Nespresso machine in the corner. <laughs> <of course. laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all, that's all very positive. Are there any sort of more dystopic sort of ideas around, like... The fact that everyone starts becoming very um, sort of isolated in their their driverless cars. Yeah, I think I think they're very wary of that, and the fact that like elderly people, you know how they have to renew their license. I think in the UK anyway, you have to be seventy, and then you have to renew it or something. Yeah. And you know what happens if you can't even like drive anymore because there's just driverless cars, and you want to renew it? I don't know. It's interesting. Well, this is the this is the age old problem with driverless cars. Everyone's so excited about them, people forget that one of the reasons that people drive is because it's pretty enjoyable yeah um, absolutely there was a great piece and i can't remember where it was um but i'll try and tweet it out um from the from the tech weekly podcast but it was about sort of the the way that driverless cars um threatens the sort of american road trip and absolutely. like the you know and how embedded that is in popular culture oh, yeah uh, and it, it, because America. it's a symbol of freedom isn't it you know mm-hmm. it's like and then like yeah. with elderly people i think it's always a symbol that they're still sort of independent and in control and once you start mm-hmm. taking that away it can be really damaging mm. yeah absolutely i, I like the idea of like freedom because when we're gonna have driverless car we're gonna put a destination in it but like in real life right now sometimes we see a road that we're like actually i'm not mm-hmm. in a hurry i'm gonna take the next right and just mm-hmm. go there and just see what um, happens yeah exactly yeah. so i feel like it's gonna be a bit not sad, everyone yeah, will want sad, it. No, predictable. I think like the predictability mm. of where you're gonna end up is like oh, mm. it takes a bit of the freedom idea behind a car. And also, can you leave your like kids in the car? Can you just like send them to your grandparents <gasps> without going in the car? Oh my just goodness! Wonder question being like you don't do not driving. Yeah, but would you night. rather do that than just banging them in a taxi? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. This yeah. is the whole trust thing, isn't Just it? Yeah. Danger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So the taxi, I don't know him, but they're going to be by themselves in the car also. So, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll just be on their iPad the whole time. Yeah, if they're my cousins, they they won't even notice. They wouldn't even notice if there wasn't a driver. (laughs) They'd be so engaged in their iPads. Yeah. I. Who knows? I guess what I would like, if I could afford it, would be to have. You know the driverless option, but a car that mm, I can still yeah, drive absolutely. when I want to because, like you say, I love driving, and I, for the most part, I wouldn't want to just sit there while it drove me around mm. unless I wanted to go out and not have to, you know, avoid alcohol. Or that's true. That's very things good. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like so on, you, on the countryside, I would change that because yeah. I know like friends who live on the deep countryside, and yes, like going out. It's really a question of like, who's gonna drive yeah, exactly. back, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. always someone somebody's who like, got to. yeah, somebody's mm-hmm. got to. Like, if, if people get out of control, then yes, that's. So, yeah, Chris, you're you're not excited about the driverless Formula One? No. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. a big Formula guy. One's Formula One's kind of dull enough as it is at the moment. <laughs> Very much <Yes>. like. <laughs> And I love Formula One. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there is there is absolutely no yes or no to this question, but I'm going to force one anyway. Um, and I'm going to ask, driverless car or a step too far? Ooh. Miriam. Oh. <laughs> I so don't know. I'll say a step too far, but actually I don't drive, so I should probably say driverless car. <laughs> yeah. Caroline? Um, oh, 
I want a hybrid, like you said. Like yeah. everyone, one that I can decide if I want to, I want to drive it or not. So I want to say, driveless car. Cool. Yeah, driveless car. I'll try out. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about fair phones. Caroline, so we want to talk about ethical mobile phones. Is that right? Yes, it is. Um, so I was uh, reviewing yesterday the new launch of the OnePlus uh, 5T, and I realized that uh, yesterday it's, it's this company just launched a new smartphone every six months. Mm. And this is kind of scaring me, not scaring me, but I'm a bit worried about this level of like consumption of mm. new product every six months, every six months, every six months. So I was doing some research about the Fairphone 2, which is now available in France through one of our mobile providers mm-hmm. and not only like to buy online. And I really like the concept. I think it really needs to be like talked about more. The company is struggling a bit right now because they launched a Fairphone 1. Uh, I think it's five years ago. And they said it was going to be a phone that you could keep like for 10 years. But sadly, they just announced that the Fairphone 1 is not going to be looked after anymore. Because yeah. basically, uh, the like pieces to make it like to repair it are not being made anymore so they can't buy it so yeah that's kind of a problem it it is kind of a problem when you sell a product saying it's gonna last not forever but it's gonna last like way longer than any other cell phone you're gonna buy and after five years you're like well actually not so let's take a step back quickly and just talk talk about what the fair phone is and why why it's different to a normal smartphone so the fair phone is uh basically the concept is ethical phone so it means not only do we know how is it made in which like factories it made uh, which uh, minerals are used and where they mine mm-hmm. uh, but once you get the product you can repair it more easily so you can buy like a screen I think if you want to replace your screen it's like 20 bucks to buy yeah. like a new screen and you can exchange it yourself you can upgrade the camera like uh, the first phone uh, the first Fairphone 2 had, I think, like a 13 megapixel camera and you, ca- you could change it because a few years after they launched a new one that was better and you could change it yourself. Yeah, so instead of changing your whole phone, you add modules as you go. Exactly. Uh, so I'm really interested by it because, yes, I think it's a nice counterpart and I think the public should have the option of either buying like mm-hmm. the iPhone 10 and pay a lot of money and like just keep yeah. it a few years or like just set it again. Or if they want to invest in a product, I will be able to like keep longer and have a better impact on the world. Because, um, for example, like you remember a few years ago, it's three years ago that there was an iPhone scandal about like the mm. factories in China. Yeah. yeah. And there have been re- many. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> there still is actually like I think last year in like 2016, a few employees, well, I mean, a few like 10 employees threatened to like throw themselves out of the roof because they didn't get paid for mm. their extra work. And this yeah. really made me feel like I feel deeply sensitive to that subject I really mm. so that's why I want to talk about the Fairphone too and how why should people buy it yeah and on the mm. supply chain right now you've got the added issue of like the like the drive towards nationalism so Trump has been sort of really um up on his pedestal about basically reshoring a lot of the iPhone production into the US you know mm-hmm. it's an Apple company it should create American jobs mm-hmm. um and obviously that 
causes a huge amount of problems in terms of the cost of, of production and the iPhone, as we discussed earlier, is always, already very expensive. So expensive, yeah. So is, is the Fairphone an expensive product? It is still an expensive product. Uh, I think in euros, sorry, I should have looked at the pound. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's like 500 euros. Okay. So yeah. like a bit less than like 500 pounds. But yeah. you, the thing is, you know exactly where your money is going with that. So that you is know, lovely. My yes. 500 euros, this is where they sourced it. This is what happened. Like you can track the whole process online if you want to. And they have extended like video coverage of how exactly how it's made. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are going to spend that, you should know, you know, where yeah. it's going. So you get loads of transparency into the way mm-hmm. it's made in the supply mm-hmm. chain. But then, as I've also heard in a bout of literalism, the phone itself is actually transparent, right? Is it see-through? Y- yes, you do th- <laughs> through and you can see it's yeah on the back so basically you can really see like i think Mm. they use a code color so like people who don't really know about like tech like know like if it's in uh, like around red like it's gonna be the battery like when you need to replace like there's an easy way to like you hold it you used it yeah i did did i reviewed it? it last year for tech advisor um and it's a really clever idea like not not just the ethical stuff mm-hmm. um you know they're trying to trying to create a conflict free free cl- how do you even say that conflict, conflict free, free phone. <laughs> yeah supply yeah. chain and stuff yeah. but the actual phone itself although the specs weren't at the time as good as rivals for a similar price mm-hmm. you were buying into that idea i guess and the money you know it's a bit i guess it's a bit like buying fair trade coffee yeah, or yeah. Mm-hmm. something you're buying into that um, lifestyle yeah and and you know trying to help it get better so mm-hmm. um but yeah the phone itself was really clever the way it all came apart like you didn't actually need fancy tools they're just little sliding tabs to to take it all apart like so you didn't need to be like obviously you know most most people who drop their iphone probably can't buy a replacement screen and do it themselves even yeah. with some mm-hmm. fancy tools like, i got it's your, pretty difficult i got your brother to do mine for me um because i didn't have the ability yeah. to do it <laughs> whereas well, you, yeah. if you break if you break the fairphone or something goes wrong with it you i mean you can't replace everything but like if something goes wrong in a certain module you can just buy that part and it all just comes apart really easily um almost just as easily as changing the batteries in your tv remote kind of thing nice like it's it's pretty clever so what's the story behind the the company is it um where are they from how are they funded uh so they come from the netherlands the first fairphone they crowdfunded it yeah i was thinking that because it, it yeah like the way that you talked about it stopped being supported sounded a lot like the um the pebble the wearable which got yeah. discontinued recently because it was crowdfunded initially mm-hmm. and then when they ran out of funds they had to discontinue it so everyone that had a pebble unfortunately basically uh, had a bricked device yeah hopefully that doesn't happen to the fairphone hopefully not like they're they're trying they're working on the fairphone 3 right now uh but it shouldn't get released for like the next i think like a year and a half at least so it's really every five years they're gonna try probably to do like new product mm. while being able to like keep the other one um they have also critics uh just because it's very hard like sometimes it gets hard to like buy the replacement um part bits Mm -hmm. so if you have your screen broken you might have to wait like three weeks four weeks to like find one who was available because they're so stretched they have more demands than they can do some like can deal with sometimes yeah uh so yeah some consumer are like a bit annoyed about it uh, which is fair enough that I mean like fair. they're trying to like work around it but 
it gets hard. And I think it got launched because of the mining in Congo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, we know about it because we're in tech, but in Congo, there's a lot of mines that are illegals, and they use uh, they use kids to, like, basically get minerals like tantal, like cobalt, that are used in the phone. And I think, like, the, the creator of the Fairphone felt very deeply about this mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. of, like, kid working and like also the money is used for like drugs and like conflicts and everything so it's like blood diamond but for yeah fights. exactly yeah. exactly but like it's and crazy without Leonardo DiCaprio and his, <laughs> and his dodgy oh, accent yeah. <laughs> should we do a movie about it yeah that's true it's just one of those yeah. things where you ask pretty much anybody on the street what's your phone made of where does it where does it come from yeah just you know, no. they'll probably just say China yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is it is assembled in uh, China glass yeah. I don't know like, yeah, yeah no idea yeah um, is there any news on so when I reviewed it the the idea as well as just replacing broken parts was the idea of buying parts like I think you alluded to a little bit buying parts that were better when they yeah. came out mm-hmm. that wasn't part of the system when I reviewed the phone but I said it was a really exciting thing to look forward to like you could get a new camera when they'd made a better one like and is did. that still the case yes they did for the camera so they did an update mm. of camera I think yeah, from 9 megapixel to like 13, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they should probably have another one this year. Uh, but except the camera, I don't know for the rest. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about the battery or anything. Yeah. Um, hopefully, yes. Because, um, like, the, you know, the 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 Google Project R and all these other modular phones kind of never happened. And they were all really exciting. Well, I, I found them really exciting, the mm-hmm. way you could just plug different bit, yeah. bits in and out, almost like Lego. Um, but this, mm-hmm. like the Fairphone, was kind of the closest that I'd actually had in my hand, you know, final product that was mm-hmm. that was like that. But at the time, it was only just to replace broken bits. Yeah, mm. it's quite a hobbyist thing. I think it would be like mm. a really nice phone to get for like a child because like yeah. that, that whole sort of assemble it yourself and then yeah. trying to like impart some ethics is mm-hmm. like probably quite a cool thing to do. Uh, cool. So, um, Fairphone or Blood Phone. <laughs> Non-biased question. <laughs> yeah, there's only there's only one answer to this one. Uh, Caroline? Fair phones. Miriam? I just want to say my sister and her husband have used fair phones for years, so definitely fair phone. Good on them. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, fair phone to the max. Yeah, fair phone sounds great. Cool. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to the UK Tech Weekly podcast. Uh, as usual, please go and like us, tell your friends... Um, share the SoundCloud link around on social networks. Um, but from us, thank Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe 
ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thank you very much and see you next week. Bye. 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 UK Tech Weekly Podcast.